Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. So we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're resuming our study of the chapter, Working with Others. We're in the big book on page 95, reading that first paragraph. I will now ask Marge O to begin reading. Good morning, Marge. Good morning, and thank you very much. This is Marge O from Massachusetts, gratefully and thankfully recovered a day at a time. Unless your friend wants to talk further about himself, do not wear out your welcome. Give him a chance to think it over. If you do stay, let him stir the conversation to any direction at once he likes. Sometimes a new man is anxious to proceed at once, and you may be tempted to let him do so. There is sometimes, um, this is sometimes a mistake. If he has trouble later, he is likely to say you rushed him. You will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform. Never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. Simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. Show him how they worked for you. Offer him friendship and fellowship. Tell him that if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. Again, I have confessed to you folks before, I'm not so sure I wasn't over-anxious. Uh, with with newcomers. I really was so thrilled to be able to find a program to hear and understand the words and and to know that the steps were going to help me get relief. That's what I was looking for. I couldn't, I could do any diet for amounts of time, but I could not stay abstinent. And I didn't recognize for quite a while that it was the step work that was going to do that. And yes, I came in and knew that there was a higher power that was going to take care of me. But this here, you will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusader reform. I'm pretty sure I was pretty passionate about, um, especially, you know, my my own reform in the sense that I finally found something that worked and um, lay out the, the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. And to be honest with you, I think that way back, because I've been in program many 24 hours, I think way back um, we were timid about that. Um, what we wanted to talk about was putting down, you know, certain foods and to, you know, show up at meetings and make the coffee or set up the chairs or do something to show up. And sponsorship was talked about, but it was, um, you know, it, it wasn't, 
presented the way this book has presented it to to me and to anybody else that wants to you know take it in so I did offer friendship and fellowship, and I did say, you know, we would work out times to call, and eventually we'd work on the big book. But I tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. It's nothing like what I learned here in Visions in the past few few years. So I'm thankful and grateful that I was introduced to Visions. I hope you all have a good day. And with that, I'll pass. Awesome. Thanks so much, Marge O. from Massachusetts. So on the line today, we value everyone's experience. We ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share their experience, strength, and hope on this paragraph that was read today? Larry, 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 Larry J. Amy G. Larry K. Dara J. Larry G. Amy. Oh, sorry. Larry G. Christina J. Amy. Kathy Christina, S. Loretta Kathy, A. Loretta. Did you get Melissa C? I didn't. Thanks for speaking up, Melissa. Okay, okay, let me tell you who I have. If I missed anybody, speak up real quick. I'll add you to the end. I heard Larry G., Rick J., Amy, Christina, Kathy, Loretta, and Melissa. Did I miss anybody? All right. Dara everybody mute. Oh, Dara. Thanks, Dara. All right, let's have everybody mute their lines, please and thanks, and we'll get started with Larry G. If you didn't give me the first initial of your last name, please do so and in the state so others can find you on the member list. Go right ahead, Larry. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Um, this is Larry G. from Northern California. Uh, there is certain things that I need to do if I'm going to be successful in my recovery. Uh, certain things I've got to do over and over again. Obviously. Attending meetings, going through steps, but this is one of the most important ones, which is working with others. One drunk, one compulsive eater working with another compulsive eater is vital to my recovery. When I was uh, before visions, this was before May of 2020, uh, I attended face-to-face meetings, and I was constantly uh, go either going into a relapse or coming out of relapse. I remember my sponsor at times saying, you know, Larry, maybe you want to get to the meeting a little early and leave a little late so you can talk to the new person. Well, I, I didn't do that. The reason I didn't do that because my brain was so fogged up with, you know, carbs and sugar. Um, I was either detoxing or I was playing the next binge. I had no time for others. And when I learned in visions, uh, going through the steps, I commenced working with others. And this is really vital to my recovery. Um, in fact, it says in the big book, you know, when we have gone through steps, we, we commence working with others. And this is the most enjoyable part of the program uh, is reaching out to the new person and, and sponsoring others. I thoroughly love it. Um, yesterday, for example, I was just in the throes of self-pity, um, just black inside. Just felt like life was just throwing me curveballs and I was striking out. And for for whatever reason, I had this intuitive thought, Larry, pull out your your binder and start calling the new people who have introduced themselves on this line. And I started making calls. I, I ended up making five or six calls and talking to one person and just had the best conversation. And I tell you, by the end of that, I felt alive again. Uh, the darkness had, uh, had dissipated. I started feeling um, alive inside. 
And I realized, again, this final lesson that I've learned in visions, commencing working with others, works over and over again. My name is Larry G. I'm from California, and I wish everybody a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, Larry. All right, up next is Rick J. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jen. My name's Rick Jay. I am a compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Thank you so much for your service. I love this paragraph, and I'm thinking back to when my Ebby in OA was letting me know that they truly understood me and that they were there for me. They really were there for me, and they were willing to help me if, if I really wanted to do this and I wanted to get well. They were simply there. They would do anything for me, offering me friendship and fellowship. And, you know, when I'm going forward now, uh, the hardest thing for me to do sometimes when I'm talking to someone is to be a good listener. It's all about what I'm going to say, you know, that static that starts, you know, that my brain starts fizzing a little bit. And I have to calm down and just be like simply in this moment with this person who's asking for help. You know, I know I wasn't in a very good place when I was asking for help. I really wasn't, and I was wanting someone. And now I can just simply lay out the spiritual tools for their inspection, which is all in this big book. I've got a great visual. Recently, I was helping my parents move, and I was in my father's garage and uh, looking desperately for an Allen wrench to take apart this huge iron band, uh, bed for the movers to come. And I was looking all over his workbench trying to find these Allen wrenches. And I'm like, where? <laughs> where are they? And then all of a sudden I look and there's the biggest bright red craftsman toolkit I've ever seen. It's like over my head and, you know, looks like a hundred little drawers and, of tools. And, you know, and I, they're, I find everything I possibly need, including the drawer with nothing but Allen wrenches. And, you know, and for me, this little blue book is that big red craftsman tool chest. You know, everything is in there, but it's like having, knowing where, you know, these tools are and how to use them is what I was taught. And I wanted that. Now, me wanting what someone else has and being willing to go to any length to get it. Now that's up to me, but the person on the other end of the line, you know, they're taking care of themselves, whether I relapse or not, they're going to stay abstinent. But when I'm there and I'm opening that door, I want to be a good listener. I want to speak the language of the heart. I want to be relatable. And as we know, in the next paragraph says, we don't have to enable them by, you know, doing things other than offering them friendship and fellowship and, and showing them the tools and going through this process together. But anyway, um, love being on the meeting with all you guys. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick J. from North Carolina. Up next is Amy G. followed by Christine L. Hey, Amy, good morning to you. Hey, Jen. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service, uh, Team Wednesday. Awesome. Awesome. So for me, I always have to smile and kind of giggle when it says never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. 
I don't know about you all, but I am a bottle in the bag, you know, living under the bridge, compulsive eater, and, and having been blessed by my higher power, God's mercy and grace to work these 12 steps, it's pretty clear to me that God did for me what I could not do for myself. I, I have no hilltop to speak from. So that's an easy check mark when it comes to these instructions. My job is to only share my experience, strength, and hope of what it was like, what happened, what it's like now, and simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for their inspection. And I think inspection is a really good word because to me, it's like a word picture. When I want my car to pass inspection, you know, I go and I take it somewhere. I literally get out of the car and I leave it for the other person to inspect. And when it comes to sponsees, that's what I do. I have to lay it out. And I, and when you lay something on the ground, they have to pick it up. They inspect it themselves. It's not my job. I have to constantly remind myself that I'm leaving room for God to work in this situation. I can lay out these kit of spiritual tools, these 12 steps, but it is their job, their choice, whether the sponsee decides to do that. And that can't be done in the heat of the moment or frothy emotional appeal. I like the whole idea of this paragraph that says we don't push it. We don't shove it down their throat. We just speak the truth of our own experience. And I know it can be intimidating and scary about, you know, how are we going to sponsor? But I always have to be reminded that I don't do this in a vacuum. There's a whole community of sponsors to show me the way. We have these instructions. Then we have the fellowship of other recovered sponsors. I've learned one of the most valuable sentences in my sponsorship is to say, I don't know, let me get back to you on that. I don't have to have all the answers. And when someone is ready, then they are ready. And oh, by the way, let's think about the first sponsor-sponsee relationship or sharing their experience, strength, and hope is Ebby and Bill. And what did Ebby start with? Ebby started with, I've got religion. Talk about a, a sentence filled with crusade and, and passion. And yet look what God took that. I mean, for me, you know what I mean? What, what did God do with that? So I don't need to worry about doing this with perfection. I need to worry about just doing it and showing up. Because remember, we talked about this a few paragraphs before. It's vital for my own recovery that I suit up and I show up and I get on the firing lines. I leave the message there and I let God or the disease do what's going to do when it comes to the sponsee and whether or not they choose to work this program. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy G. Up next is actually Christina J., followed by Kathy S. Good morning, Christina. Morning, Jen. Love you. Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today with God's grace. You know, when I first came in to the program, I was really excited. I was scared. I was desperate. I was hopeless. And the very first sponsor I had was very neutral and very, very strong in program. And one of the first things she said to me was, I'm not your friend. And that stung. That hurt my heart really bad. I wanted support. I wanted comfort. I wanted someone that understood. And she understood that she was not going to be my friend. And that's what I heard. But, I, you know, I didn't run away. I stayed with it because I thought, well, maybe I'm not supposed to, you know, I don't. <laughs> There's so many different levels of friendship. And I just needed a friend in program. I didn't need someone to dump my shit on. Um... So when I started sponsoring, I thought, well, i got a sponsor like her. i got to do exactly what she said. And one of my first sponsees, I said, I'm not your friend. And that felt so wrong. That felt so wrong to my heart to say that to someone. So I don't say that anymore. And if I say 
I'm your friend or I'm not your friend, um, to me that's just my ego coming in. Either way, either way, oh, I'm going to be your friend. Oh, I'm not your friend. So I really um, just let God guide. I'm gentle when I start. I listen. And, you know, this isn't a hard sell. Who's the great persuader here? Who's the great persuader? The food, the desperation, the hopelessness. I was willing to do whatever she said. I was willing to, to say, to think that she wasn't going to be a friend. I just wanted to get this. I wanted to have recovery like I heard on the lines. My job, this paragraph is really so simple. Just go gentle. Um, I don't have to get on any big moral hilltop. I don't have to have an ego about what I know or what I learned. I just lay it out. And I let God awaken. I let the food do the job. Um, offer him friendship and fellowship. Tell him. And how I do that, I don't say it. I just am there with my heart and my experience, strength, and hope. Um, and I love it. Tell him that if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. That is beautiful. Without, you know, I, I recently um, am finishing up with one sponsee. And in the in the old days, I would say, hey, yay, I'm going to have a few days or a week or so before I have to get another one. Now I don't do that. I mean, recently I just got another one, and I was like, I cannot go without a sponsee. I've got to have one. It's it's um, it's not just for me. It's not just for me. Yeah, sure, I get tons out of it, and I stay recovered. But I feel it's a half-and-half half deal. It's for them and for me, no matter where they are. I'm just a light on the path, and maybe one of many. I had many lights on my path and still do. So anyway, um, this isn't a hard sell. This is a beautiful, beautiful paragraph, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this. And you guys, I love you all. Thank you, Christina J. Okay, up next we have Kathy S. Before you get going, Kathy, let me just tell those folks who might have just joined us on the line this morning where we're at. We're in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on the chapter entitled Working with Others. Uh, we're on page number 95, reading the first paragraph. And up next is Kathy S., followed by Loretta H. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Jen. This is Kathy S., recovered compulsive overeater from Georgia. And what stands out for me in this paragraph is um, the new man might be sometimes anxious to proceed at once. And uh, I just love how Bill is so intentional with the words in here because as an addict especially in those times of lucid interval you know right after a binge i was ready for every anything you know a new diet let's go a new exercise program wanted to jump in right away um because typically those binges happened on a sunday and monday here it is and uh so you know just ready to go gung-ho 110 percent only to you know fade out fizzle away and, uh, you know, it just wasn't effective. But it, I was treated this way by um, sponsors in the past that I have met through this meeting. And most recently, when my sponsor, as I've shared, said, you know, she just gave me a chance to think about it because she said she was going to pray about it and encouraged me to do the same. And in that pause, God used that time for me to binge again and then be ready. Because, um, you know, and, and when I, there's something about being ready that really is necessary, that desperation that gives me the willingness to do what it takes to do and to be willing to pick up this spiritual toolkit. 
And, um, you know, and it's also what I have found is it's kind of the first step in living life differently to slow down and wait for God. Like someone else shared, leaving room for God to work rather than me going full speed ahead like a bull in a china shop. Um, And, you know, I'm learning to do this myself with sponsees when I've talked to newcomers, just offer them friendship and fellowship. You know, we relate with our experience, the pain and suffering of this disease, and and then the hope that, uh, you know, what this program has done for me. And I encourage people, yeah, listen to podcasts, make more outreach calls, you know, just to, because you really have to concede to your innermost self that you, that you belong here and you learn what your alcoholic foods are. You got to do like that. I had to do that research and to just be ready and not rush in and, um, you know, giving people that opportunity. It just, I don't know. It just seems easier because pushing too far ahead too soon is, can be maddening and um, frustrating. So, because that steam wears off when it's done too soon, I think. So um, anyways, that's all I got. And uh, just thanks for the opportunity and the fellowship. And um, y'all have a great day with that, I pass. Thanks, Kathy S. from Georgia. Up next is Loretta H. followed by Melissa C. Hi, Loretta. Good morning, morning. Jen. Jen the Gem. This is Loretta H., compulsive overeater, anorexic, recovered with God's grace and mercy, and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thanks to everyone on this line that did service this morning, and of course, everybody with my God who saves my life. And that's what, in fact, that's what I'm going to talk about. Offer him friendship and fellowship. Tell him that he wants to get well you will do anything to help. And that's how I, it's a program of attraction. I am so grateful that when I walk into a room, I am so in love with everything in that room because that is the only place I've learned how to love was in that room. You know, this um, is a a program of attraction. And, uh, for me, it's interesting because I had to laugh at the speaker, the first lead, because she talked about the coffee. And I was in the room, and this is happy and sad. I was in the rooms in the 80s, and all I had was a food plan and no spirituality, or we didn't talk about the steps. And there was all those little pink packets floating all over the room because you could take the coffee into the meeting. And it was so crazy. I still think of my 80s meetings with pink packets. Anyway, um, uh, I didn't recover there. I got very, very sick because all I had was a food plan and that got into my disease where my company had to do an intervention. So in 2001, I met my Abby. She didn't, um, she listened, she didn't push, she just, I was, but at that point, It was the gift of desperation. I was so desperate because I was going to kill myself that I would have done anything. And I did, as everybody said, kept saying, yes, ma'am. When I sponsor, I, of course, don't expect that. But I do want them to see how I've done it with, you know, not forcing, but in a loving, kind way with patience. And um, tolerance, 
because I know how sick I was at the beginning. And especially with the food, it's so different than any other disease in the world. It is, it is, it's baffling and cunning. So I just want to be an, you know, person of attraction to have love in my heart, uh, to see the face of God in them. And hopefully if I see the face of God in them, God's going to help me with this, with, with them because I have no power over them and this fellowship it's it works it's a relationship first it's with God then it's with myself and then it's with others and that is I never knew how to do that and today with this program working the steps doing 10 steps I'm always having a relationship with another person and so I'm so and with that I pass Miss Jen thank you thank you and everybody, happy trails, happy day, happy destiny. Happy, happy Loretta H. Thanks, my friend. All right, up next is Melissa C., followed by Dara L. Good morning, Melissa. Hey. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for your service. It's Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, you know, I I was appreciative of Christina's share when she talked about that, you know, um, friendship. <clears throat> because this chapter actually uses the word friendship, I think something like 16 times, friend or friendship. So clearly, you know, they're trying to get the point made to us. And um, because I, I really believe, you know, we need God. Absolutely. This, You know, we, we lay out the spiritual toolkit. You know, we, we make no, um, no secret, right, that this is not a power that originated in humans. This is a higher power. But people get well um, when they have two things, I think, you know, good information, you know, which means like directions and kindness, love, right? That this is not an independent study. This is something that we do with other people. And I think it's also interesting, you know, um, how much this is like, when I read this, it's, this is before, you know, you and the person have decided that you're going to sponsor this person or this person is going to be sponsored by you. These are just the preliminary talks. And I, I found it's really helpful for me in working with others. Um, I spend a lot of time getting to know somebody. Someone might call and say, you know, are you available? Are you able to sponsor me? Which is always really flattering. And, you know, and it's like, it's, um, it feels really nice. It must mean that, that there's something that they hear that, that they're interested in. And um, and I say, like, hey, give me a call, <laughs> right? And then we have a few conversations, and then I say, you know what, let's do a little Zoom, you know, especially because now we're all virtual or so far away. I say, like, you know, let's, let's do a little Zoom get-together. Let's do a little Zoom chat. And we spend some time really looking at each other and talking and just getting to know each other. Um, and and I can't come in a position, you know, where I'm a crusade, meaning I'm looking to change them. I'm going to reform them. I'm going to make them into something different. Um, that's, you know, that's not my power. That's God's power. And that determine if they're interested in being reformed and, you know, changed and crusaded. Um, but in any event, we're friends, right? We're told over and over. And I think it's especially important if the person decides that they're not interested, even more so. I always tell people, like, 
you know, anytime I see you, I'll be warm and welcoming and friendly. I, you know, whether you call me next week or I run into you at a meeting, um, why? Because we never know when someone else, when someone is going to be ready. And if they're never ready, what's the crime in having another friend in this world? Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Alyssa C. All right. Up next, we have Dara L., and then we'll be taking another list of names on the paragraph on page 95, the first paragraph, working with others, chapter, unless your friend wants to talk further. So, Dara L., go right ahead. Great. Thanks so much for your service. Um, I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Um, you know, this paragraph makes me think about God, <laughs> um, and I'll share why that is. So, you know, I just think my um, a huge part of, for me, like my own heart's desire, right, is to grow in the likeness and image of my creator, to become um, more spiritual, right, you know, and, and, and more um, inspired by divinity and by God's love. And so I think about the way that God loves me and, and loves others, right? Like God meets me where I am. God has all the answers, you know, all the answers, um, and yet is willing to like meet me in my brokenness and, um, and walk, you know, walk alongside me and, um, and I guess, you know, answer whatever my little prayers are. And, and, and so, you know, how does this relate to this paragraph? Um, so for me, sponsorship and working with others is, um, it, it's very ego reducing. <laughs> and it's a necessary dose of humility, because I think, you know, I'm going to have all the answers. And I'm going to, I'm going to fix this person, you know, meanwhile, I can't even fix myself, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to come in like gangbusters and I'm going to do for others what was done for me. But the truth is, is that what was done for me is that my sponsor, my guide loved me enough to give me what I needed. Um, but also to trust that, you know, I have free will and I can exercise that will along spiritual lines all I want or exercise that will along the lines of the disease. And, um, and so for me, you know, just to be willing to experience the gift of meeting someone where they are, you know, and, and wanting nothing but the best for them, but also trusting that they have a relationship with God, you know, and that I don't want to be anyone's God today. And I certainly don't want to be the actor and the director and, um, you know, think I know all the answers in the sponsor-sponsee relationship, or I love what was mentioned that, like, this is even a step before sponsorship. And, and so, you know, I, I just, I trust that that person already has inside themselves, um, you know, some level of divinity, but they're just blocked, you know? And so if I come in and I try to force more into them or whatever like that's that's not what this is about this is about supporting that person and in, in their own walk to god um and getting clear cleared out and cleaned up inside so that they can access that and so you know i might have some information about the food and and how that blocked me and i might have some information about the steps um but all i can share is my own experience strength and hope and you know and and i think sometimes it's easy to forget that. Um, anyways, with that, I'll pass, and I'm so so grateful for this meeting. Thank you, Dara L. from Philly. All right, so we value everyone's experience, and we ask that you limit your shares every third day in order that others might share their experience too. 
Who would like to share on the paragraph that was read? Tina Ross, Minnesota. Brenda A. Tina Ross, somebody from uh, Minnesota. Brenda A. New York. Darren King from Minnesota. John A. from Chicago. So the lady from Minnesota, you can say your name one more time. I think you got covered up again. Go right ahead. Thank you kindly, Bonnie D. Bonnie. Thanks, Bonnie, for speaking up. Okay. So let me tell you. Sarah R. from New York. I have Tina, Russ, Bonnie, Brenda, Darian K. Who else did I miss? Roz G. Roz. And somebody from New York. Don. Let's see. Don. Don. Chicago. Don A. from Chicago. Thank you. Madam. Okay, Matt, I'll put you at the end. I don't know if we're going to have time for your first hour. Let's check this out. Okay, here's our lineup. If everybody will press star one and mute your line, greatly appreciated. We have Tina, Russ, Bonnie, Brenda, Darian, Roz, Don, and Matt. Um, so here we go, folks. Tina, you are up. Go right ahead. Thanks so much, Jen. I'm Tina, S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Yeah, what a great paragraph. And I, it's already been said every time. I always say what a great paragraph because it is. You know, I get specific, detailed instructions on how to do this thing. You know, because when I think I know, I'm screwed and I can screw a lot of things up. You know, even today being abstinent, you know, um, in myself. You know, I, I don't get the result that God would have me get. You know, I I actually had this experience last night, and I love that it was shared that, you know, uh, what we do is, you know, we never talk down to them, which, you know, hey, I'm either at the top of the heap or the bottom. You know, I have to practice being just right-sized, you know, being a little bit humble and being uh, uh, one among many. You know, it's, what we do is we lay out the kit of spiritual tools for inspection. You know, let them look at this. You know, and, and I also, you know, initially when I came in, I also was a crusader, you know, because I was so excited about what I, what I found, what I got, you know, but I no longer do that, you know, and, and I had a, an example actually last night, you know, I was on a meeting and, you know, um, we were talking about actually the tools and we were talking about transformation, the 12 steps and, and a lot of stuff. And after the meeting, uh, a newcomer um, texted me. You know, and what she said was, how do you go about getting a sponsor, you know? And, and I just, I told her how you go about getting a sponsor in a text. Now, I didn't say, because uh, maybe several years ago, I'd have said, I'm available to sponsor you if you want one. I did not say that, you know. Uh, I just told her exactly. I, I said, you know, I would go to several meetings. I would listen to what people share. If you see something that you like, if people have what you want, you know, if they're available, ask them to sponsor you. And and um and she said, well, she really liked that meeting that I was on, and she'd be back next week. And I said, glad to have you. Hope to see you next week, you know. Uh, and and that keeps my ego in check because I really want to say, hey, let me help you, you know. And bottom line is, you know, we don't crusade or reform, you know, because that's not our, we don't have that power, you know. I can't even reform my own self, you know. I have to do what people suggest in the rooms, you know. Take the steps, you know. Live one day at a time. You know, working the steps, having a transformation daily, you know. And, and I love that it says to offer him friendship and fellowship. I also agree. You know, I don't tell people I'm not your friend. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm, and I'm not always friends with everybody I sponsor. But there are many people I am. And, but I do offer them, you know, I, I'm kind and tolerant and loving. And, and, and I offer them the fellowship, 
You know, and, and also it says, tell him that if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. You know, when I got here, that was not something I was going to tell you. <laughs> but today, you know, I'll do anything I can to help. And that's the truth today, and it comes from my heart. And that's the longest distance from the head to the heart. And with that, I'll pass. Great stuff. Love to hear some more. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to hear more. Thanks, Tina S. from Florida. So we have Ross, Bonnie, Brenda, Darian. I don't know that we'll get to Ross, Don, and Matt. I just looked at the clock. Wow, we're just cooking through. So Russ M., go right ahead, my friend. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, family. Russ M., recovered compulsive reader uh, near Philly. So I forget sometimes where I came from, and uh, you know, I forget that I'm just a regular junkie, and I have no authority to beat anybody over the head with this message. And, you know, I, somebody 12-stepped me, and I waited 10 years and destroyed my life. So who the hell am I to say anything to anybody? And everything I got right now is from God. I owe everything I got. Just because I worked the steps, you know, I could have worked the steps and nothing happened. So everything I got is from God. I, when I first started dealing with newcomers and, and, and sponsees, you know, I was I was coming on too strong. I was wearing them out. And there was no really no humility, although I thought I did. But, you know, you don't know until you're away from it. And uh, it was a good thing because it, it, it taught me uh, that, that I had to step back and realize where I came from. And that nobody's perfect, and uh, I'm, I'm only, you know, it's a gift what I have right now, and I owe. So you got to have, like everybody's saying, humility and uh, empathy and sympathy and, you know, just, just respect the person. That's what I had to do. That's what I had to do because you know, I was ready to control it. I was going to be, a, uh, you know, a compulsive over-sponsorer, you know. Same thing, same type of behavior, so. Y'all have a good day. Love you. Love you too, brother. All right. Bonnie from Minnesota, give me the last initial of your name. Thank you kindly, Bonnie B. And actually in Florida right now, thank you, Jen, for your service. Thank you for this meeting. Oh, the stuff in this paragraph is amazing. So the thing that jumps out to me is actually that first little piece, unless your friend. You know, I mean, this is the deal. Unless someone really knows that I care, they don't care how much I know. And, um, you know, being a girl that it was all about modifying behaviors, and that's all I ever knew to do, and obviously it works until it doesn't work, um, what you figure out is that unless God transforms the inside of me, there will, not be, there will be no change. And so this is what I bring to the table for other people, a friendship. No strings attached. I say it all the time. No strings attached. It doesn't mean that they don't have to work the program, but it means that there's no strings attached to the friendship, right? I mean, I'm here, just like other people were here for me, um, and I'm here. I'm here to show up, right? I'm, I'm here to show up and to love them unconditionally, exactly where they're at, exactly where they're at, because that's where they're supposed to be. I know from my own recovery that I, I blew through many sponsors, very, very, very amazing, kind people who all planted seeds in my life, and they planted seeds of love and seeds of um, compassion, and I'm here if you need me. And that was, that was, all, that was all like um, preparing the soil for what God wanted to do with regards to the program. If I felt like it was a, a mandate, if I felt like they were force-feeding me, 
um, I didn't feel like they cared. And so the caring for me is the number one thing. And who does that? Who places that upon our heart? It has to be God. And can we understand? Yes. And that's why we can care because we really get them. And so the friendship was the thing that jumped out to me. We have to be friends. They have to feel so when they hang up that phone, even if we don't necessarily agree, we can agree to disagree. And at any time we can pick up that phone and we can pick up again when we started. As far as just loving each other for where we're at and accepting each other for where we're at. Because in the end, it's, it's God's deal. It's not my deal. It's God's deal. And hopefully we just show up and we do it well. So thank you so much, everyone. Hope you have a blessed day. I'll pass. Thanks, Bonnie B. All right. Now up next we have uh, Brenda A. followed by Darian K. Good morning, Brenda. Yeah, good morning. Brenda A. from New York, recovered by the grace of God one day at a time. And so grateful for all of you on this call and in this program. I'm the one that came in without any humility, even though I thought I was entirely humble, without any honesty. I thought I was the most honest person going. And I cringed at the prospect of having more friends. I said, who, me? More friends? Yeah. Now I have friends, my fellows, my sponsors, my sponsees, who truly, truly, truly are my dear friends as I am with them. I came in ready to get on that bandstand and preach. I got recovered, and with my sales background, I was out there plugging away You don't know what you're missing. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And what I've learned through working the 12 steps and being recovered and having relapsed and being recovered and being abstinent is God is doing for me what I could never do for myself. And particularly with love and kindness and tolerance. And that's what God has taught me. And that's what I do every day in walking the path. I walk the path with great humility, I hope, always trying to grow my spiritual relationship with my higher power. I have surrendered, and I pray that I am attracting, not promoting. This program has been a lifesaver, and my goal and my love of life today is to share with others what I have been blessed with, with the miracles bestowed upon me by my higher power. I thank you one and all. There's no speech. There's love, there's kindness, there's tolerance. And I thank God, thanks to other fellows who have told me, while he's walking with me hand in hand, he always has one hand around my shoulder and the other over my mouth. I have to pause before I speak. And I thank each and every one of you for your shares and your loving commitment to all of us. And with that, I pass. Uh, thanks so much, Brenda A. from New York. Okay, we're going to have time for Darian K. and Roz G. Go right ahead, Darian. Good morning, Jen. Can you hear me? Yep, go right yeah. ahead, my friend. Oh, go. oh, you can. Okay. I'm on that lovely mountain of mine here. Oh, hopefully, I'll get in five minutes. <laughs> um, so I'm Darian K. Uh, gratefully recovered from the Berkshires of Massachusetts specifically Pittsfield Mass. Um, Yeah, I'm so grateful um, for the friendships that I have in this program. Um, That's what 
gets me up and going uh, and makes me want to go to those meetings and makes me want to do all the steps and makes me want to participate uh, is because I know that there's loving people out there that are accepting me exactly who I am, that I'm lovely unconditionally, um, but that also are honest with me. Um, that I have to say, my, my sponsor said that to me the other day. She's like, I'll be your friend, but I'm not going to agree with everything that you say. <laughs> and I was like, darn it, come on, um, be on my side for everything. But that's not how it works. That's not how it works with a sponsor. Sponsor needs to be honest. Um, and so that's uh, very important for me because I, I, I just want to be doing anything or everything and not... Um, you know, have any consequences. Um, I'm sure many of you agree with that. Um, and sadly, there are. So um, for today, I'm just so grateful that I have people in my life that are honest with me, that are in a loving way. Um, and I and I feel like I'm, I sponsor that way as well um, with the people that know that I sponsor. And I'm, I'm honest with them and I tell them uh, what I think. And sometimes I offend them a little bit. You know, I can hear it in their voice where they're they're like, oh, oh, no, 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 I didn't mean. And I was, I'm like, uh, I feel bad about that. But then I think to myself, wait a minute, you know, our our relationship needs to be um, upfront, you know, and I can't sugarcoat, <laughs> which is a really bad uh, way to put it. But yeah, I can't sugarcoat things. Um, I need to be honest. So thank you all for being out there um, with me trudging this road um, as friends and people who care. I pass. Thanks, Darian Kay from Massachusetts. And then Roz G, you have two minutes. Go ahead and take them out. Take us out. <laughs> take you out. Okay. <laughs> take the group out. I know. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> all right. Uh, my name is Roz G. And um, thank you, everybody, for your service. And all the shares were really wonderful today and so inspiring. And as I was listening to the shares, I was looking at my um, my app that keeps track of my abstinence. And I've been abstinent for 2.29 years. And I've been in OA for almost 20 years. It'll be 20 years um, January 1st because I was one of those January, um, come, you know, come in people and so is well you know we hear all the time you do the math I've only been abstinent for two years but yet I've been around here for 20 of them and in the beginning you know I didn't know what I was doing and I've, I've made all the mistakes that well many of the mistakes that that ego-filled sponsors make you know I hurt a lot of people and um, one of my sponsees um, it was a dental hygienist and, and she and I was in her chair and I didn't recognize her and she goes you were my OA sponsor at one time I was like oh my god I'm so sorry and we 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 laughed and stuff but what I wanted to say was God did this work for me I had such a huge ego I never did the work God has done the work and so today when I sponsor people we do end up in very wonderful relationships because many times they move on to other people after a while. And I'm just grateful that we had the chance to work together. And when I hear them or see them, it's, it's, it's just like, no, it's wonderful that we worked together and that I know that God does the work. I don't do the work. 
after all these years and having two years of nearly or over two, a little over two years of abstinence over being in this program for so long, I didn't do it at, at all. So I cannot come from a high-minded place. All I can do is say is this is what the book has done for me. This is what God has done for me. And if you want what I have, you can do what I did. And I did what my sponsor did. And that's all there is to it. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Roz G. All I can think of is Lego my ego, right? Let go of my ego. All right, so thank you to everyone. This has been an awesome meeting, an awesome month. Um, I've enjoyed moderating um, and being of service to you all. And thanks for Team Wednesday. So please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, get your pen and paper out, is Wednesday, October 27th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The number is 17,991. That's one seven. Nine nine one. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Dara L. please read A Vision for You? Thanks so much, Jen. Thanks for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.